Growth Igniters Radio, episode 33, The Art of Fusing Technology and Business for Growth. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And here with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Good morning, Pam. As always, I am so happy to be here with you talking about Growth Igniters Radio. And to remind our listeners, the purpose of our program is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to their next level of success. So Pam, what are we talking about today? The art of fusing technology and business for growth, and specifically we're discussing IT. For example, companies such as Uber are referred to as technology companies, but in fact, they're really just new models for old services based upon blending IT and business in new ways. Okay. However, Uberizing is really just one example of Uberizing. a business. Uberizing. Uberizing. <laughs> uh, <New> may, <laughs> maybe one of our listeners could be next to come up with a completely new model that everyone wants to use. But doing this is easier said than done. Yeah. And it, it takes strategic insight and imagination and ability to lead people in new ways and recognizing the rapidly evolving technology to pull it off well. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're happy to have Tim Hebert as our guest today. Tim is CEO, president, captain, and superhero of Atreon, a top 1% organization, as they're known, with a proven track record for helping clients fuse IT with their business. Uh -huh. Tim has driven himself and Atrian over the last 20 years to remain on the cutting edge of IT services, and Atrian has earned numerous industry awards, including Best Place to Work, Business Excellence Award winner, an Inc. 5000 company, and more. Tim's passion for people, leadership, and relationships goes well beyond Atrian's family. Mm -hmm. He is now a visionary national speaker with a personal mission to light a fire in the hearts and minds of those around him. He believes that there is more to business than simply turning a profit. And I'm going to let him talk about a lot more of this. But you can see his full bio by going to the episode 33 page for growthignitersradio.com. Tim, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Well, thank you, Pam. I appreciate being on your show today. Well, we're delighted that you can join us. So let's start out by talking a little bit about your background. First of all, I think it's really interesting that you're the captain and superhero at Atrion. Yeah, that's we have a little bit of fun here at Atrion. So uh, in my office, I have a six foot one inch tall of me in a superhero costume. So <laughs> <laughs> cardboard cutout and all. So oh, that's, that's fabulous. Mm. So how did you develop your philosophy then? that IT can be a powerful driver of strategic growth? You know, um, I think when we look at how I started in this career, I mean, I started way back when, um, when I was in high school in, in technology. I was, you know, that classic computer geek. You know, I walked the halls, my pocket protector, my black cornering glasses, and, you know, with tape around the corner of it, I was that classic computer geek. 
And um, over time, when, when I first started in IT, it was a very different world. You know, think back into the 80s, computers weren't prevalent. And, you know, on most office desks, you know, people had a phone. They didn't have a computer. They maybe had a calculator. So mm-hmm. I grew up in those early days where, you know, IT was kind of this mystery. No one really understood it. It was not integral to the business. It maybe did some functions for the business, such as reporting or speeding a function up. But it wasn't widely used. And there were very few people who really know, knew how to use it. Black we started box. Eight, it was a black box, absolutely. Yeah. And it was mystery, right? You had to have right. it was in a different room, you know, a different part of the building, all those kind of things. But when we started our business, what we wanted to do is we wanted to make it less mysterious. We wanted to take it out of the black box. And our goal was to help companies use it to really drive more of the business function. And that really started everything that we did is kind of taking it from this kind of top secret, behind closed doors kind of environment to really opening up and making it very transparent. But more importantly, make it more accessible to the business and to the users that were in the business trying to use it to, to move things forward. And okay. that was our, our big change. Well, that that really explains a lot, Tim. And in a previous conversation we've had, uh, you told us about three roles that IT can play in a company. Not all companies use them in that way. And they range from operational to strategic. Can you share your philosophy about this with our listeners? Yeah, exactly. I think I think the big issue that you have with IT in general, there are three primary functions that they provide to an organization. The first is that they run the organization as far as the IT infrastructure. And right. we all know and how we become so dependent on the infrastructure to be there. You know, think of how lost we are when our phone doesn't work or we forgot our phone at home. We know this. <laughs> yeah. so, so technology has become very prevalent and you have to run it. You have to be good at running it. Right. The second portion is IT can help you grow your business. Think of a company, um, we do a lot with retail. Think of how they grow their business by opening up remote offices around the country, around the regions that they serve. Right. Technology drives how we connect to that, that, that location, how we understand inventory, point of sale, reporting, collecting statistics, so we can help grow the organization. And the third thing that we do is we help transform the organization. Pam, in your intro, you mentioned Uber. Uber is a mm-hmm. great way where technology is transforming a business that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years to a way that no one had once thought about. It's changing the business model completely, and IT has the power to do that. Yes. So one of the things then that uh, we're seeing is more people saying, hey, I want to do that, but not recognizing that that's just one way to do it. I imagine you've seen a lot of different kinds of examples then of fusing IT and business together in transforming the very nature of what the company can offer. Can you give a couple of examples? Yeah, I can. You know, two years ago, I was playing soccer on a Saturday night and I broke my wrist. And so I had to be rushed to the emergency room at a local clinic and they did x-rays on my arm. And I'm sure everyone's had some kind of experience with that kind of procedure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they printed out these huge x-rays. They gave them to me in a folder. But they said, we can't set your, your wrist. You have to go to the hospital. So I go to the hospital nearby and I have my folder of all my x-rays in there. And basically, I get to the hospital. I give them my x-rays. They said, well, we can't use these. We didn't shoot them, so we can't use them. So, uh-huh. I, had to reshoot them. so I had to shoot all my x-rays over again. And then I had to wait for three hours for a specialist to come in to read my x-rays. And then once they did that, they had to wait for another specialist to come in to set my arm. So I was there till about you know 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. No, no painkillers, no nothing. Now, we we helped a lot of companies throughout the Northeast, healthcare institutions, actually digitize that whole process where the x-rays are nothing more than a digital file. 
And I would have mm-hmm. brought over a CD if I was to bring something over. Or better yet, they could just send it across the network to the hospital. And better yet, we work a lot with we actually, the people who look at it, seven by 24, 365 days a year, are different locations around the country. Someone does not have to come in. Uh, one location we deal with, they actually have someone in Australia at midnight scanning your x-rays and going through them and providing guidance and advice from Australia. Hmm. And so it's change for changing the way the cost structure in healthcare, where before it's a very, at that location, very high cost. And now I can distribute the cost. I can make it so people aren't waiting three hours for someone to look at, at an x-ray. So that's the kind of ways that we help clients start to look at technology to change their business models. And become a lot more effective, a lot more efficient. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and once again, it would create a better client experience. I mean, I was, you know, from 730 at night to one, two o'clock in the morning in pain, being aggravated by the process, right? Yeah. That can be completely eliminated to where it's now maybe a couple hours from start to finish uh, to get treatment, diagnosis, treatment, and eventually get out of there. That's fabulous. Well, so the more that we can begin thinking about what the needs are out there, there are a lot of ways that technology can literally transform what a business offers, the value it it has for businesses, for the world, for everyone. And that's a good place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Tim Hebert, CEO of Atrion, about fusing technology with business and how to make it happen. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 33, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Use hashtag growthigniters. This will help extend our reach to all of the people who can benefit from this series. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today with Tim Hebert, CEO of Atrion, about how companies can take advantage of the full strategic value of their IT resources. Tim, how can people find out more about you and about Atrion? Pam, um, our website is atrion.net or atrion.com, and it gives a full list of all the services that we offer. Um, also, I'm on um, CIO.com. I have a, a monthly blog article I post out there talking about the road to IT relevance and how do IT, how does IT become more relevant to the business. And I also have a, a Atrion blog site. Um, it's blog.atrion.com. That's great. So thank you. Thank you. And again, for those of you listening, if you go to the episode 33 page for growthignitersradio.com, you can see links to all of this. So... Tim, we've been talking so far about the possibilities that go with actually fusing technology and business, but let's talk a bit about using IT as a strategic asset. Well, yeah, I think that there's a there's a number of things that cause people frustration when they're trying to look at how to use IT more effectively in their business. And I, I think the first thing that I notice out there is that a lot of people underfund IT. You know, the last decade or so, what we've seen is this desire to treat IT as a back office utility, like the power 
company or like the internet. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of organizations, they have mandates where they talk about cutting IT 10% year over year. And if I'm going to use IT to change my business, I have to invest in it and I have to invest wisely in it. So I think we need to look at alternative ways that we fund IT and how we actually measure the success of that funding. So are you saying, Tim, that people get caught in their habits of thought about IT? In other words, if you're only thinking about it as that function that keeps the company going, then you're only going to fund it a certain way, which makes it very difficult to use it in new ways. You're absolutely correct, Pam, on that. I think that the challenge with it is, is that we all know that we need IT and we see it getting cheaper on the consumer side of things. You look at the cost of phones and phone services as an example, or the cost of putting a network in your home, the costs have gone down. So everyone mm-hmm. thinks that IT is a declining, but in business, we use IT to grow the business and there's an investment that has to be made to grow. Just like anything I do in my business, if I want to grow it, I have to invest in it. And IT is the same way. So I have to change the way, we, way you think about that investment. So there's a limitation in how leaders can view IT, but I imagine that also even if a leader has an idea, I want to use my IT more strategically, in some companies perhaps are there the folks who are actually in the IT function itself who have their own limitations of belief on what they can or should do? Scott, I think, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. So that one of the challenges that we have from an IT perspective to, with the businesses. Sometimes we haven't made that transition from being a technologist to being a business leader. And that's a real limitation. IT professionals at the highest level in your organization, whether it's a one-man IT department or a person that has thousands of people reporting to them, you have to have a certain set of skills that make you more valuable to the organization. And it's not the technology side of of things that make you more valuable. It's things like being able to be strategic, being able Mm -hmm. to understand the difference between technology and a business outcome, being able to be a problem solver and having unbelievable communication skills. And so sometimes the senior IT leader is not there physically to be able to lead the organization in the direction they need. So we've got a synergy here. You have to have both the technical side and the leadership side working. So how can CEOs and the board and the executive team, the C-suite, work with in a balanced way with the CIO and the IT management and even the people on the front lines of IT to get the most powerful business outcomes? And can you give maybe some lessons or examples you've learned in leading Atrion? You know, let's see if the shoemaker's children have shoes. Scott, we do have shoes. Sometimes, <laughs> they're, a <little> bit worn. <laughs> Sometimes they're a little bit worn, but we do have shoes. Um, Good. Tim, uh, how many employees do you actually have? Let's let's clarify. The, I, Atrion yeah. is not a tiny organization. No, I mean we started as a two-man operation, myself and my business partner in '87, and today we're a 300-person organization. We're okay, growing at so a rate of about about 25 to 30 percent year over year, so we're a high-growth company. Okay. Okay, so you really typify the listener that we are reaching out to. So Absolutely. this is very relevant. Okay, so now let's talk about this. I think there's two things that the board, the CEO, senior level leaders need to do within the organization. First of all, I think you need to evaluate the senior level IT person. You need to have a senior IT leader, a CIO, VP of IT, whatever you call that position in your organization. And you have to evaluate, do they have both the hard skills, the technical knowledge, as well as the soft skills to lead the IT organization? 
I would okay. say in a small the business, medium business space, about 60% of the companies don't have the right leader. And they have to make changes and they have to look at, you know, look for those kind of people. The challenge that you have is the IT industry still has one foot firmly in the technology side of things. And they're starting to evolve more of the soft skills and, and grow into that, but it's still, it's a maturing process. Mm-hmm. So finding talent is really, really challenging. It requires a search that you have to cast a big net to be able to find the right people. And the next part of that? I think the next part about this is I think the board, CEO, senior leaders of the organization need to provide clarity to the organization, specifically IT. Um, this is a this is a challenge I, I faced a few years ago, probably about two years ago. We were doing our strategic path, you know, mapping and planning with our board. And we put some pretty aggressive growth strategies out there. And when I realized to come back to execute them, I couldn't run the business as usual. Things had to physically change. But sometimes it's hard to explain what that change looks like when you're so used to doing things over and over and over for years and years and years. So I had to provide a lot of clarity. And I had to provide a lot of clarity with my IT organization because I was expecting different things from them. Being able to share the vision and how clear is it? Can people see exactly where you're going to go? being able to share the strategy. How are we going to get there? Um, and are they bought into it? And do they know how to translate that to their own you know, organizational unit strategies? You know, then last but not least, what is the business? what are the business outcomes that we need to achieve? And how do we define them and how do we measure them? So we had to get very clear on that. And that was a, it took some time and a lot of effort on my part to commu- over-communicate that, I would say, in many cases. So over-communicating was a very important aspect of making that transition for your company. Absolutely. Now, and I'll you know, bring this to IT. So I have a really good IT organization with my company. We have literally hundreds of IT professionals, super smart people. But understanding that I'm going to grow my company, I'm going to grow it to a much larger number than we are today, I have to be more agile. So when I was talking to our IT department, it was about, I need to make my CRM, for example, my you know client relationship management software more extensible. I need to be able to change. I need to get better reporting. I need to make it more real time. They all understood that. They could tell me five products off the top of their heads that would solve that problem. But what they were missing, the clarity I had to create for them was what was it that I really wanted and how would I be measuring that success? So I had to right. translate that for them. Yeah. So that clarity and making sure that people know how to connect the dots between what you need in as a business result and what they can do to make that happen more effectively and more efficiently. That's that's the challenge, and that's a really good place to be. Yes. Yes. And it, it's so important for people to be able to have that understanding of what the business even is and then how they can make a difference in it. And that is probably one of the biggest challenges but opportunities that is out there that uh, leads to a lot of good things. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Tim Hebert, CEO of Atrion, about some specifically useful things you can do right as soon as you're done listening. So be sure to stay with us. Did you know that we also speak at events, conferences, and company offsites about top leadership issues related to what it takes to accelerate innovation, transformation, and company growth? Clients have told us that they've gained new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that have made a measurable difference to them personally, as well as dramatically increasing top and bottom line results for their companies. Go to growthignitersradio.com, click contact us at the bottom of the page, and we'll get back to you to discuss options for helping you achieve your most important goals. 
Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Tim Hebert, CEO of Atrion, about how companies can take advantage of the full strategic value of their IT resources. Tim, tell us again how people can find out more about you and about Atrion. Yeah, to find out more about me and Atrion, I, I would recommend going to our, our primary website, which is atrion.com. They can go to my blog site, which is blog.atrion.com, or they can check me out on cio.com. And the name of my blog series is called The Road to IT Relevance. Okay. And again, you can look at the episode 33 page by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 33. Okay, Tim. So we are now talking about specifically, as soon as people are done listening, uh, what would be three things that you would recommend that they start doing to help them to decide how to transform their IT function into a highly strategic asset and drive differentiation and growth? So I'm going to change this. Instead of giving an action, I'm going to give them a question to answer uh, for these three things. I think the first question I would propose, I really want to look at how I can maximize my IT expenditures to grow or transform my business. The first question I would ask is really, do you have the right strategic IT leader on your team? Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's the biggest challenge. If I don't have the right leader, this goes back to Jim Collins's you know good to great book when he talks about getting the right people on the bus. If I don't have mm-hmm. the right person, I'm not going to be able to leverage IT correctly in my business. I agree. Now, would you say also that perhaps people need to take a step back and when they're developing job descriptions even to post, that they put out a call for a different type of talent? I absolutely do agree with that. I think that the challenge that you have in in many cases is that we use the kind of typical job description that focuses on competencies and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I, I think that what you need to do when you're putting that job description together is look at the outcomes you want to get from this position. Absolutely. Exactly. So put out a different call for action, you get a different result. Absolutely. But it is it is hard and attracting that right talent is definitely a challenge. Have you found that there are certain things that really make a difference for those companies out there, those leaders who are really looking for how to bring those people in? What's the biggest thing that would make a difference? So one of the things that I, I recommend that we do, we, we literally help, we hire hundreds of IT talent, all, all levels from, you know, entry level to senior level positions. We help our clients source people, you know, in all different levels. The one thing I, I talk about is creating what I, what I call a compelling marketing statement for the position. This is the ad, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Most people say looking for a CIO, 20 years of experience, must know, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's right. boring. You want to find the best talent. You need to make it exciting. You know, you know, ours will sometimes read like uh, like a 007, you know, your license to kill, right? That kind of thing. You know, it'll read more like a movie description or something along that lines that uh-huh. will draw great talent in. They'll see that. They'll say, I'm interested in that position. And then you, of course, have the job descriptions that go into more details as you start to attract the talent. You can say, these are what we're looking for. Do you, how does your skills you know, match this? We usually try to find something that's more attractive, that pulls them in, better ads, better what we call compelling marketing statements for the position. Does strategic attract people? If, if I were to call out for somebody to be a strategic IT leader, would yep. that make a difference? Yeah, the words I would use in here, strategic, transformative, uh-huh. um, someone that's going to have an impact, make a difference in the organization, help change business models. Those are things that are really attractive to the the top echelon of the IT talent pool. Okay, so not to to beat it to death, but 
I, I just know from how often I talk with companies and they're going, we can't get the right talent. Well, put out a different call. <laughs> That's exactly. Exactly. You know, if you keep, you know, what's the definition of insanity? You keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. That's right. That's right. Yeah, when you focus on outcomes, you're more likely yeah. to get them. But I yeah. know that you have a couple of other exactly. points. So what was something else that you wanted to tell us? If you have the right person, I think the next question you need to ask yourself, is that person, senior IT leader at the strategic table? We provide CIO services for a lot of our smaller accounts where we're actually the CIO for the organization. We make a requirement that we sit on their senior leadership meetings. We're part of their board's discussions. You need The IT needs to be at that seat. If they're not at the strategic table, they're never going to be able to drive your organization at a strategic level. All they're going to do is run your business mm-hmm. you know, as, as efficiently as they can under the cost constraints that you have. You want them to sure. change it, they need to, be, they need to move up higher, have better visibility. So they will be stimulated to think differently, and they'll also be right there to say, you know what, we want this outcome. How about whatever? This, and moreover, this they're being held accountable That's right. for speaking strategically and not totally operational. Ah, uh, yeah. Exactly. I think that's the key element. They need, you know, they need to be exposed to it on a higher level. They need to, because that higher level conversation create, you know, stimulates the creativity that the IT professional needs to do to be able to change the business models. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen when you're in the run, trans, you know, just running day-to-day operations. You got to get out of it. And so your CIO does sit at your strategic table, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. number three. What's the third thing? The the next thing I would say is, is the, the third question I would ask, am I investing correctly in IT? And what I, what I look at this is that most people, when they look at IT expenditures, they look at it as a cost. They don't look at it as an investment. And if I'm making an investment, I'm measuring things like ROI. So if I'm going to invest a million dollars in a new CRM system, what do I expect to get out in return for this? Do I expect my mm-hmm. sales to grow? And if so, by what measure? And am I getting that? So I think thinking this is an investment, if I put a dollar into IT, what should I be getting out of IT? And, and looking at that environment, we usually look on a scale, depending on the technology, somewhere between a four to 10 times our investment. So if I invest a million dollars in my CRM package, I should at least expect $10 million in, gro- in incremental business that's specifically des- um, targeted to that, that, that replacement. So if you want IT to be a strategic asset, you have to think strategically. But you have to yes. invest strategically, right? That's right. right. And there are so many options for what to invest in. The more that IT is thinking strategically, the better decisions they're going to make. It's, it's a virtuous cycle in a way. Absolutely, Pam. You know, and I think the challenge you have is that a lot of organizations try to do too much. And I think, you know, if you're being strategic, the most important decisions you make sometimes are the decisions and the investments you don't make. That That's sometimes you know, dilutes the, 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 the things that are more important and have a higher priority or higher impact in your business. Well, that's what we're talking about with the art of fusing IT yeah. and and business. So, uh, Tim, any last thoughts that you want to uh, leave with us today about uh, this topic? You know, I think the the, the biz, biggest thing I would be, have people walk away from this session on is is if you want different outcomes, you have to you have to think differently. And what I what I say to a lot of people I coach with, I coach or I. I counsel or consult with is you got to really start with the end in mind and to be able to fuse business and technology in your business to have a bigger impact what is the end result a new crm package for my business is not about just putting a new tool in to collect you know contact information to be able to have easier access to it it's about growing sales or it's increasing client intimacy or it's reducing cost in my organization 
I need to understand exactly what does that outcome look like? How big do I want my company to get? How much growth do I want? And then I drive everything towards that outcome and I design my CRM around that. So you really got to start with the end in mind and work backwards. Powerful thoughts. Tim, thank you so much for being our guest today on Growth Igniters Radio. Pam and Scott, thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed our time together. Great, Tim. Thanks a lot. And thanks to our listeners out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, share on social media, find out about upcoming episodes, or open a conversation with us, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 33. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to think about. So what untapped value can you find in your technology function that can enhance your business outcomes? How can you bring it out? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.